Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. I got the Kadarius Tony jersey on today, probably the last time that I will ever be wearing this jersey for the remainder of my life, but since I have it, might as well rock it. Go Chiefs. Screw the Eagles. I'm hoping to see Kadarius Tony get a ring today with Patrick Mahomes leading the Chiefs, hopefully, to another Super Bowl victory, but today, we want to discuss the New York Giants, not the Chiefs, not the Eagles. We want to talk about the Giants, because that's what you're all here for, and we're going to go through the biggest needs that the Giants need to address this offseason and rank them one, two, and three. Now, for me, I think that there is a lot of room for improvement on this roster personally. Like, when you look at how deep the Giants got into the postseason, it's kind of miraculous when you look at the roster that Brian Dable was coaching. There were just holes all over the place, offense and defense. Lots of room for improvement. Joe Shane has his work cut out for him this offseason, but I trust in Joe Shane. I trust in Brian Dable. I think that they will figure out where the weaknesses are on this roster, and they will make the necessary improvements and upgrades to build this team towards a brighter future. So we're going to go ahead and discuss which needs we think the Giants need to address in order of importance. But before we do that, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode, and subscribe down below if you're new to the channel, and ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. But without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. Now, you talked about kind of um, some of the issues we had last season. And, you know, th- here's the thing. I just tweeted out about, I don't know, an hour ago uh, regarding the injuries the Giants sustained in their rookie class last year. It's almost insane to consider. Every single draft pick we had last season had a minimum of three games missed. A minimum. Not a single player played the whole season healthy. And that's actually pretty insane because we had like, what, 10 draft picks or something like that? Um, To give you the full actual analysis of it, Marcus McKethan missed the entire season. Wandell Robinson missed 11 games. Evan Neal missed four games. Kayvon Thibodeau missed three games. Darian Beavers missed the full season. Dane Belton missed three games in all of training camp. Josh Azudu missed seven games. Cordell Flott missed six games. Bellinger missed four games. And DJ Davidson missed 11 games. Three of those players had ACL tears. Evan Neal was injured the entire second half of the season. Wandale had an MCL injury before the ACL tear. I mean, Darian obviously went down with the ACL and Dane Belton had the clavicle break. Almost an unprecedented number of injuries within this rookie class, and it seems like an anomaly. Hopefully the Giants can alleviate those concerns, but those knee injuries were rather prevalent last year, and I think that whatever's going on, whatever they were doing, needs to change because that is just... I mean, Colin Johnson, you could throw him in. He wasn't a rookie, but he's another guy that tore his ACL. Um, so it just was really running rampant throughout the Giants uh, team this past uh, summer, but I'll tell you what. Hopefully better luck in the future. You mentioned the Super Bowl. Hope Kadarius Tony has 500 yards and 15 touchdowns tonight. Screw the Eagles. Hope they get absolutely buried. And whatever the 49ers were talking shit about this week comes to fruition. Because they had a lot to say for a team that got knocked out, I have to say. Debo and everyone taking shots. at the. I'm like, look, the Eagles destroyed us uh, every game we played them for the most part. Didn't even really take them much. And then... You know, they're a great team. You know, what else is there to say? I hate their guts, but they are freaking loaded. Um, and I hope the Kansas City Chiefs put them in their place and really uh, send them home crying and weep. And I know that, that Philadelphia will burn tonight um, if that happens. So definitely curious to see uh, the result of that aftermath. But I'll tell you what, right now we want to take a look at the rankings of these different kind of units the Giants need to address. We've been talking in detail about some of the top prospects in the draft class. We're going to start to dive into some of the more uh, maybe guys you haven't heard of or maybe guys you've, you've heard the name but don't know much about. So we're going to start to kind of dive 
dive into those players in the coming days here. But we do want to start out ranking the biggest weaknesses on this current roster. So, you know, Anthony, I'll let you go first. What's your number one need right now? The, the position you think, like, you know, if you're Joe Shane, it's a position that either you have to address with a top draft pick or, you know, maybe spend some money on in free agency. Yeah, it's tough to say because I think that it's really debatable what your number one need is. But for me personally, it is the wide receiver position. I think when you look at what Daniel Jones was working with last year, it's kind of unacceptable. I mean, he had a revolving door at that wide receiver position. We went into the season thinking Kenny Galladay was going to be the WR1. It ended up being Darius Slayton and then eventually became Isaiah Hodgins. And you also had Richie James worked in there. It wasn't what the Giants wanted it to be. And I think it's something that needs to be improved probably through the draft. Because when we look at free agency, not a whole lot of options out there. Realistically, the best free agent on the open market this offseason is going to be Odell Beckham Jr., an aging veteran coming off of back-to-back ACL tears. Not exactly the cream of the crop, right? But this year, he is. He is the best free agent. So the Giants aren't likely to go out in free agency and find their WR1 but they could maybe make a trade. We've discussed a couple names, Alex T. Higgins. I know you're not too crazy about that idea. Brandon Ayuk, I like that one, but I definitely see the risks. And I think that when you look at the NFL draft, that is where the Giants are most likely to find their playmaker because the first round is loaded with receiving talent. We've gone over a few of them, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith and G, but there's a bunch of players in the first round that the Giants could target. And I'm curious to see if that is the route that they go. But number one position of need for the Giants this offseason, in my eyes, is the wide receiver position. You're not getting by in the NFL having guys like Darius Slayton as your top receiving threat, right? It just it, It's not how you, you win games in the postseason. We saw that in against the Eagles in the divisional round. Daniel Jones needed more help, and that's going to be the top priority for the Giants this offseason. I know that their, their real top priority is extending Daniel Jones, but once you're extending him and you're making him your franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future, you have to pair that franchise quarterback with a deadly arsenal of weapons. That's how you maximize that contract for that quarterback. So the Giants are going to go ahead and extend Daniel Jones this offseason. That's almost a guarantee, but they also need to guarantee him that he will have better weapons to play with this upcoming season because what he had last year, unacceptable. He needs better help in, the, in his receiving core. And I think that if they go ahead in the first round and draft him a wide receiver, that'll make this team significantly better and it'll change the total dynamic of this offense. Yeah, I mean, look, wide receiver, I, I think it's kind of like a 1A, 1B situation for me. It could go either way, but I'm personally going to go with linebacker because I think the Giants got a lot of value out of the receivers last year, despite the fact that we desperately need a wide receiver one. We desperately need to um, inject more talent into this unit to really help Daniel Jones, as you mentioned, and really, to, if we're going to extend Saquon Barkley, you need to take more pressure off of Saquon that that way he doesn't get hurt after giving him, you know, because we were giving him 25, 25 plus carries every single week. That's unsustainable for a running back in today's day and age, and you need to give them more support. Um, you know, so ultimately, receiver definitely up there. I think linebacker is a 1A, 1B situation. Either way, they need to be addressed. You know, we talked about Trenton Simpson, maybe uh, com- combining him with a player like Alex Anzalone uh, from the Detroit Lions at 125 tackles last year. Can play your second level uh, conservative linebacker role, just mitigate big runs, collect tackles. You know, that, that's kind of a role that I see him playing similar to Blake Martinez in the past. Um, and then you obviously you have a guy like Trenton Simpson, who's an athletic, dynamic, just playmaker, pure as hell. And, you know, he can really just change the the, the, the course of the game in the blink of an eye. Um, and I want to give him the opportunity to really expose and, and, and expand upon those strengths. You know, we know this Giants roster. We know what these coaches like to do. And it's like they like to play to the player's strengths. Trenton Simpson, Clemson tried to use him more of a traditional linebacker role last year. They need to expose 
um, all of those strengths to the field and not let them kind of sit idly by and waste away and ask him to be this kind of Blake Martinez role. You want to have a guy that does that, then you want to have a serious athlete at linebacker like a Trenton Simpson to pair with it. So if they go that direction, I'm all for it for what it's worth. But if they want to go with a Jordan Addison, obviously I'm down for that too. Even a Jack Smith and Jeebo, you know, if they if they see the value in him, they see, you know, maybe the injuries are behind him. They feel like he can be an outside guy as well. Um, but personally, I'm on the Jordan Addison train. Um, some people like Quentin Johnson, you know, you have your preferences for whatever reason. Uh, but I do like Addison, the production he put up at the collegiate level over multiple seasons instead of just one big year at like three massive seasons. So I do like that about him. But at the same time, defense could use some, need some help. Uh, of course, the offense, you need some help as well. And we're going to address some of these rankings, Anthony. Um, so as I said, 1A, 1B, could go either way. Wide receiver, linebacker, you know, how are you thinking? You think a linebacker is the second is the second need or you think it may be cornerback or another spot? Yeah, I think that the linebacker position needs to be addressed, but number two for me is probably going to be the interior offensive line, and I'm just going to group in all three of those positions, left guard, center, and right guard, and that's why I'm going to rank it over linebacker, because linebacker, if the Giants go out there in free agency, they sign a guy like David Long, who we discussed, that's just one player that they get to address that position, and that position is significantly better from there on forward, right? But when you look at the interior offensive line, if they go ahead and get a center, they've still got two gaping holes at left guard and right guard, right? If they get one right guard, if they somehow move on from Glowinski and improve that position, maybe with that Florida guard in the draft, right? Whatever the case might be. However they decide to add some talent into that position, there's three positions that they need to upgrade. So that is a huge, massive need. And you could honestly argue that the interior offensive line is a bigger need than wide receiver, in my opinion, because wide receiver to me, yes, that'll change the dynamic of the offense. That'll make life easier for Daniel Jones but it's kind of like that that old saying like I mean you look at Joe Burrow right and he he got himself his Jamar Chase and they got really far because of that but every year in the postseason he doesn't have that offensive line to get Jamar Chase the football in the times where it most matters and that's been the Bengals problem they made it all the way to the Super Bowl but if if Joe Burrow just had a little more time in the pocket to make a couple more throws they probably would have won that game. And so that's kind of where I look at it with the Giants. They got to go ahead and get that WR1 for Daniel Jones, but they also need to put a line in front of him that allows him to facilitate the ball to that WR1. Otherwise, it's a waste. You're not getting all that value that you want out of that wide receiver. So left guard, center, right guard, all three of them, I want to see improvements. Mark Lewinsky, he's under contract through 2024, but I am totally fine moving on from him early. He looked horrible at times during the 2022 season and when you look at the center position John Feliciano wasn't that bad especially down the stretch he started to play some good football in the final month of the season but he's still an aging veteran it was a one-year contract he's an impending free agent right now so he's unrestricted in March I think that the Giants are fine to move on from him. We discussed John Michael Schmitz in yesterday's episode. Love the idea of the Giants getting John Michael Schmitz, whether that be trading down in the first round or being, or whether that be trading up in the second round. If the Giants land him, they're getting their center for the next five to 10 years. And I think that's awesome. And I would love to see that come to fruition. But then that left guard spot, to me, Alex, that's like the biggest mess on this entire roster. I don't know what the Giants are going to do there because... They went into the 2022 season thinking that Shane Lemieux was going to be their starter. Okay, then he got injured. So then they went in thinking Ben Bredesen was going to be their starter. Okay, then he got injured. So it ended up being Nick Gates coming off of seven surgeries and almost losing his leg as the full-time starter for the majority of the season at left guard. That is mind-boggling. And unfortunately, that is just something that the Giants were forced to deal with, but they don't want to ever deal with that again. Left guard is going to be a massive point of emphasis for the Giants this offseason. They need to find some more talent at that position, upgrade 
trade there and make it so that they're not playing with third or fourth string level players at that left guard spot ever again. Because when you look at how how held back the Giants offense was by that position and by the interior offensive line in total, I mean, this offense could have reached a whole nother level if they had some better players on their interior. So I'm looking at this, this area, left guard, center, right guard, and I'm saying if I'm the Giants, I'm investing probably at least three draft picks in this entire draft class into that area, left guard, center, right guard. And I'm, I'm probably in the boat where with one of my first three picks, at least one of them is going towards the interior offensive line. Again, John Michael Schmitz being my top target, but there's other guys out there who would make a lot of sense for the Giants. So yeah, when I'm looking at it, Alex, wide receiver one, but number two, that interior offensive line has to get improved. Otherwise, what's the point in even finding that upgrade at wide receiver? Yeah, I think that's definitely a reasonable argument. I mean, if you don't give Daniel Jones time in the pocket, it doesn't matter how many good receivers you have if he doesn't have time to throw them the ball. So, yes, that is a very good correlation to make and a definitely a good argument. Um, I think that you're on the right track there. Essentially, look, Shane Lemieux, they should cut Shane Lemieux. I'm on the boat. I'm done with the freaking injury-prone bullshit we've been going through the last couple of years, you know? Uh, there are players that simply cannot stay healthy, and I am not going to continue giving, handing out roster spots, wasting our entire training camp on players who just are not going to play. You know what I mean? Like, Shane Lemieux once had some potential. Once I was giving, willing to give him an opportunity, but now I'd rather go in a different direction. I'm, but for what it's worth, I'm 100% in the boat that every single draft we should be spending at least one mid to late round pick on an offensive lineman that has potential, that has upside, whether it's an athletic trait. Um, you know, remember, uh, was it Trey Flowers, you know, ended up starting for the Chiefs? Like, it, you know, there are players that end up dropping for whatever reason, could be injury concerns, could be whatever, that end up being totally fine at the NFL level. Taking a risk on some of those guys is sometimes worth it. Um, and, you know, offensive linemen, it's hard to find good ones in the NFL these days, especially ones with good traits, high upside. Um, I'm totally fine taking a shot and a gamble on an athletic freak that, you know, may just need more time to develop and can do that on the back end and it has a proven health history. So uh, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. But I think for my third... Uh, desire here. I think I'm. I, I think I'm in the same boat as you. Interior offensive line. So I'm gonna go like wide receiver, linebacker, interchangeable. One A, one B. But my third need here definitely is gonna be interior offensive line. Whether that be a center, whether that be a left guard. And for what it's worth, I do also think that Josh Azudu has something. You know, he missed some time because of that neck injury. But I do like Josh Azudu. Really good feet. He's quick as hell. He's a good run blocker. He just needs more time and experience. You know, like the injury again. Like I mentioned before, all of the rookies went down for whatever reason. Marcus McKethan, another guy towards ACL really nice athletic traits um i i think that we do have some solutions they just need more time to develop more time to grow and anybody you draft unless it's like a john, john michael smith who's going to be the immediate starter is not going to be an immediate starter unless you're going to get like an, an evan neal like we're not going to spend a first round pick in my opinion on an interior guard right now if you're going in the mid rounds you're oftentimes going to have to live with the growing pains of a mid round pick like we did with josh Zudu when he was playing like we do with any other player um, Shane Lemieux when he first started, whatever. So, you know, it, it's just something that, you know, if you're going to spend a draft pick on an interior lineman, you're going to have to live with the the consequences of them struggling and going through those rookie pains and growing pains and whatnot. Um, so you do have to also anticipate that happening. But if there's a guy with potential and they can take steps forward as the season progresses, I do like that. Bringing in a guy who, who will compete with McKethan when he returns, but he will compete with Azudu, um, who will be healthy next year. I, I see that as a bonus. I would bring back Nick Gates too, for what it's worth. Let him compete at center. Let him compete at left. 
left guard. Um, he's going to be incredibly cheap. He came back fully healthy and, and actually looked decent in some respects. Um, so, you know, what are your thoughts about that? Would you be willing to kind of bring back one of those cheaper guys like Nick Gates or Feliciano just to compete on the back end um, and just add some more talent in the draft and see who kind of who kind of shakes out as the starter? Yeah, I mean, there's no reason not to bring back a guy like Nick Gates. I mean, he battled through hell just to make his return to football. He should still be on the New York Giants, but I don't want to see him starting games for the New York Giants anymore. Listen, I love Nick Gates. I think that he is the embodiment of the Giants way. You know, like he just has that character and that mentality to him. And I want to see him stay on the team. But I don't know if he's really the best option at those positions. And I think that the Giants should not be held back by anybody on their roster currently from going out there and finding improvements, Josh Azito included. And I really like Joshua Azito. I think that he could be a really good player for the Giants, but as a mid-round rookie who was injured in his first year, I'm not going to let that prevent me from going out there and drafting or signing a top-notch interior offensive lineman. You know, I'm not just going to bank on these guys on this roster because I'm not that high on any of them and we haven't seen enough of any of them. So it's it's like if you're going out there into the draft and you find the guard that you could you think can be an all-pro in his first couple of seasons, you're not going to not draft that guy just because you have Josh Azidu on your roster. Hell no. So the Giants should still be going and upgrading these positions. But yeah, guys like Nick Gates, he still has a place on this roster, has a place on this team. John Feliciano, maybe yeah if the if the contract is cheap I think last year it was a one-year three and a half million dollar deal if this year it's a one-year two million dollar deal well then it makes more sense for him to be competing rather than just giving the full-time starting job so I'm okay with bringing these guys back but yeah it's got to be a competition and the Giants can't just bring these guys back and let the same guys compete all over again they need to bring new guys in mix it in with those old guys and let them compete because those new guys are hopefully the guys that you want to take over these positions higher potential higher ceiling all that stuff and hopefully even a higher floor because some of these guys had floors deep enough to fall into the depths of hell with how bad they were during the regular season. So hopefully the Giants go out there. I I really want them to find a new player at all three of those positions. I could not stand watching the interior of the offensive line just get wrecked game in and game out for the Giants this this, uh, 2022 regular season. So I agree with you, Alex. I want to see Nick Gates return, but not at the expense of, you know, bringing in some new talent. Yeah, by no means Nick Gates is not stopping me from adding guys who can compete for the starting job. Like, that's not the end-all, be-all of this offensive line. We all know that. Um, So let's go with the last one here. In my opinion, I'm going to go with cornerback. Um, We need more support there, right? This, This season, patchwork, right? Just patchwork all across the board at a lot of these spots, notably um, cornerback. And let's not use our CB1s as punt returners anymore while we're at it, okay? Let's let's establish that right now if we haven't already done that. Um, you know, Nick McLeod, Fabian Moreau, Zion Gilbert, get the hell out of here, okay? I don't want to see any more reserves playing starting roles on a defense that predicates itself on man coverage football, okay? When you have shit man coverage cornerbacks, it makes the defense that much more difficult to to achieve success, okay? Adore Jackson, when he's on the field, the defense is exponentially better. If you go out, and like, I like Cordell Flott for what it's worth, but I don't think that he was ever meant to be a starter instantly. He needed to go through two to three years of development before he was a legitimate starter. And talk about lack of coverage abilities. Darnay Holmes, love the guy against the run. Great at blowing up screen passes. He cannot cover for, for his life when it comes to actually going downfield, unfortunately. The Giants need to invest more capital at the cornerback position and in and, and some good capital, okay? The, and okay, I'll, I'll go a step further here. 
the draft is not where I'd look right now to invest at cornerback. The free agent market is flush with cornerback talent. There's so many freaking cornerbacks on the market this year. You can get them at cost, okay? There's going to be some good players, you know, whether it be a Marcus Peters, whether it be anybody. It is there is 15 good free agent cornerbacks on the market this offseason. We're not investing in a receiver on the free agent market. There's nobody there, as you mentioned before. The offensive guard market is thin in free agency. Linebackers, there's a couple of good ones. We you know we know Tremaine Edmonds and David Long and Jeremy Pratt. There's some good options there. So maybe we go in a direction uh, that leads us to a linebacker and then maybe pair him with a draft pick unless we are, are high on Micah McFadden still and, and Darian Beavers, which I do like Beavers, but coming off an ACL tear, what are we really expecting right now? Um, I think that if you're going to invest money, Go and get a great cornerback to pair with Adoree Jackson. And then you have two good man coverage cornerbacks. Maybe, you know, Cordell Flott fills a really nice backup role. You bring back Fabian Moreau. He can be a backup. He's experienced. He's cheap as hell. And you have two good corners. And that essentially, what does that do for you? You have Xavier McKinney back there as well. You have a really good coverage situation that helps promote your pass rush. Because if you have good corners and the quarterbacks aren't finding ways to throw the ball instantly, it allows your pass rush more time to collect coverage sacks and and really, you know, overwhelm numbers. And the Giants down the stretch were playing a lot of zone coverage. Why? Because they couldn't play man coverage, unfortunately. They didn't have the cornerbacks to do so. That's a position I think the Giants may invest a little bit money in this offseason. So, Anthony, you know, I, I, I'm definitely feeling a little bit um, emotional about this cornerback spot, and I think it's worthwhile to invest in. But what are your thoughts about it? Because personally, if there's a place that there's going to be money spent this year, I think it's going to be there because the, the market is so deep and there's going to be players that probably come a little bit cheaper because of it. Yeah, I think that cornerbacks and free agency are usually a good investment. They they tend to pan out more than, say, like wide receiver. I think that a lot of the times you see teams go out there, try and find the WR1. Realistically, they get a WR2 or 3 out of that. But with cornerback, you can find a starting guy, like a real quality starting corner on the outside for yourself in free agency. And I think that that is the route the Giants are going to go because they can't necessarily wait for all of these guys to develop. Their secondary is so young. They have so many young guys, especially at that cornerback position, minus Adoree Jackson, that they, they can't just wait two to three years for these guys to come along and develop. You know, like you mentioned, the Cordell Fly might be a good player, but how long are we going to wait for him to become a good player without having a good player in that position? You know, like you got to just go ahead, sign a bona fide starter, uh, a veteran to just play alongside Adoree Jackson. I think that's something that the Giants need to prioritize. One name I'll throw out there, he said he has an interest and maybe returning is James Bradbury. That's a possibility for the Giants now that he said that during Super Bowl media week. I don't know if that's realistic, but it could happen. And I think that there's other players as well out on that free agency market. Marcus Peters, you mentioned him. A lot of guys out there that can be legitimate starters on the outside opposite of Adoree Jackson. Now, again, I, signing someone a free agency, starter at the cornerback position, wouldn't prevent me from going into the draft in the middle rounds and trying to find another guy. But that's not the end-all be-all. Finding one of those guys in the middle rounds to develop, we have enough of those players that we're developing right now. Aaron Robinson is another one that we've forgotten about who's still on this roster. There's a lot of players, a lot of young cornerbacks on this team, and I don't want to just continue to bank on these guys to eventually break out. I would like to see the Giants go into free agency and sign a cornerback who you know will give you at least 16 quality games on that field of starting talent and not developing talent. So I, I want to start her there. But the linebacker position as well, Alex, you mentioned it. That's another one that I think can also be addressed in free agency. If I were the Giants with all of the positions that we just mentioned, I would address linebacker and cornerback in free agency. And then the rest of them, interior offensive line, wide receiver, those positions, I would address those through the draft. And I think that the, the Giants can get pretty creative on how they do this, whether through the draft means trading draft picks for a player, an established player. But 
in free agency, linebacker, cornerback. The Giants need to address those positions first and foremost. They're the most plentiful in the free agency market, and they're huge positions of need for the Giants. So hopefully they go out there and solve that problem through free agency. Absolutely. But guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts on ranking the needs for this Giants team this offseason. Certainly, there's a lot of them. We only have so much draft capital. We only have so much money to spend. But I think that if there are some positions, uh, we can kind of separate which ones should be addressed in either or. I think linebacker, cornerback, the markets are deeper in free agency. So we might look to spend some more money there. Offensive guard, uh, receiver, linebacker even. There's some really good draft prospects in the early to late uh, to mid rounds that could be targets for this Giants team. And a lot of depth pieces need to be added. I actually really like DJ Davidson before he went down with the ACL tear himself. So, you know, he's kind of factored out for next year. But, you know, Beavers man to being a good depth piece while he continues his development. Micah McFadden, Cordell Flott. Um, there's a lot to really like about this roster. There's a lot left to accomplish. But I think that we do have enough capital to make some moves this offseason and improve things for the 2023 season. But as always, my friends, make sure to like and subscribe as always. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Let's go Chiefs tonight. Screw the Eagles. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode.